Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to my independence report. Uh, you are very lucky to be here today because we've got a wonderful guest for the entire hour, and I know that you're going to just love her as much as I do. Uh, we we just met. This is the second time that we've talked. She's just delightful. Uh, we had a we had a one oh yes indeed we had a wonderful time last time, and uh, we're going to talk to Vanessa for the entire hour. She is an author. She's written a book that uh, we're going to talk about a great deal because. It's really cool, um, and I, I think it's going to have a lot of meaning for a lot of people. Her name is Vanessa Ferlano. Ferlano? Fer Ferlano, you got it. Sounds right. perfect. I am. I'm, I, that's, that's a rarity for me. Honestly. <laughs> um, I generally screw it up more than more than I make it work. So, But Vanessa is with us for the entire time that we're here, about 45 minutes or so. So hang with us. She's written the book, and the book is called Human. Just one word, just human, but more so, what does it mean to be human? And we're going to talk about that because I'm not exactly sure I know what it means to be human. <laughs> so <laughs> please enlighten me, would you please? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I guess for myself, when we talk about what it means to be human, I think it's just about being being who we need to be for ourselves. That's been my kind of self-discovery. Um you know, I was inspired to write human when I was going through a lot of things. And when I got to a point in my life where I could hear myself and hear my true voice, not, you know, the the voice of, of everybody else and what they think you need to be and how you're supposed to be, how society tries to define you. Um, I kind of went through this big cleansing phase where I heard my voice. And then that's when I started to write. Um, so that is about that is what being human is to me is about hearing your own voice and then being that person that you have to be for yourself. You mean that voice in the back of your head that sounds like your mother? You don't want to have a you, we don't want to have that one sparingly, sparingly, I think, you know, you know sparingly. We, we talk a lot about that because what, what we end up doing, I call it we're telling stories and we tell ourselves stories that are not only generally speaking if they're negative they're not true mm -hmm. and if and when we start thinking we're too old we're too fat we're too young we're too whatever it is uh, and or that we've been told in our lifetime that we're too stupid or we're we're not we're not very smart you know whatever it is we tend we tend to believe those stories but you know what when you do something really well you tend to discount that as well why do we do that fear fear oh. There's that That's, word again. Yes, it's always fear. I think um, I had someone once tell me when I was going through my own processing, someone told me there are two emotions in the world. There's love and there's fear. And anything that's not love is fear. And I think that's what it is. It's it's usually fear, fear of of something, fear of of being being what we fear of being what we want to be for ourselves because we're told we're not supposed to be right. We're consistently fed these messages of you're supposed to look like this, be like this, act like this, talk like this. And so anything that deviates is, is wrong. Right. 
Um, but yes, I think it's fear. You know, it's interesting that you say that because uh, recently I've been watching some near-death experience people tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is a common theme that they all seem to talk about is that uh, they, they are told on the other side that there are only two things. There's love and there's fear. If you operate from fear, you operate from a lower level, a lower vibrational level. If you operate from love, you operate from a higher level and you can accomplish much more from operating from a place of love than you can from a place of fear because fear stops you cold. You're nodding, so I assume you kind of agree with that. Yes? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, and and I think, too, love is is so, there's so much that makes up love. And I think one of my favorite words uh, is compassion, right? I think that's a huge part. And I find even, even in the workplace, it's so difficult to stay in that state, right? It's so easy to fall into this lower energy state. But I think, um, yeah, like, absolutely. Things like compassion, gratitude is huge, right? And when you can really embody those things, you're always operating at a higher level, higher energy level, just <laughs> to clarify. Exactly, exactly. Now, it's one of the reasons why I talk about uh, um, we're declaring our independence from hate, division, and fear, because those are all fear-based uh, things. And, and we, we, as a people, as an individual, we need to rise above that to, uh, to, in, to number one, so that we can enjoy each other and enjoy our, our lives and our lifetime here, but, but also we can accomplish more. Uh, we can accomplish what we choose to do in our life rather than what happens to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's not even that we can, like you said, yes, like choice, the choice of to live the life that we want to live. Um, but it's also that idea of, you know, this is what I write a lot about in human is it's not even that it's our choice, but also how we can give that back to the world around us and how we can create a better community and a better world um, in so many different ways socially. Um, but, you know, I think that's the other piece to this is, is, yes, it's our choice to live our lives. And now how can we at a higher energy level, we're consistently giving that back. So we want other people to live that same life as well. Where did you gain the wisdom that you have? <laughs> Uh, I have, you know, I've definitely uh, been through my fair share of, of tough experiences. I, um, you know, I, I think there's, I think there's a few things, uh, you know, growing up, I'm half Mexican and half Italian. So that's where my Ferleno last name comes from. But, uh, you know, my family, we, we grew up you know, that very uh, like immigrant mindset was work, 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 work. And that's what we were taught and myself. My, I have two siblings and, you know, we really grew up in that with that mindset. And so a lot of the things that we were taught didn't always align with what was considered, I think, socially acceptable in certain circles, right? There's usually, you know, the ruling class is going to kind of tell you this is how you're supposed to live your life. And we were defined by that based off of our uh you know, our background, our ethnicity. Um, so I think, you know, there, I think that's one thing, that's a layer of it that just kind of was always in the background of everything that, 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 you know, we did, but then I did have some personal things, you know, um, lost my father when I was around 21, uh, to brain cancer. I was involved, uh, you know, in a very unhealthy relationship around the same time. And, you know, all those experiences when they all happened together, it's it's it kind of forces you to stop and say okay i need to really reevaluate a lot of things about my life because i was getting to a point where i realized you know all these things that are happening 
you know, I don't want these things for me. So how do I keep ending up in these types of situations? You know, especially when we look at the unhealthy relationships, um, that was something that was a consistent pattern. And so I was like, this is the person that I strive to be. So why do I still find myself here? And that just really, really started this huge self exploration journey for me. And it is continuing. Absolutely. I think our whole lives are of self-exploration. You know, there's no, a lot of times there's always this idea that's being promoted that there's a start and an end point all the time, you know, and it's like, no, that's just, it just is right. When we look at what, what mindfulness is and there's no, you never just stop being mindful. It just, you just keep, it's a way of living. It's a way of life. It's a way of being right. And you just, that's your whole life is just, it's a consistent choice every day, every choice you make, I am making this choice to live this life every single moment and that that's mindfulness. So it never ends. You just keep, you keep being mindful. You know, it's interesting, your family. And when you were growing up having an Italian side and an Hispanic side, they must've had some really interesting arguments. <laughs> um, very, very, uh, very loud. Yes. <laughs> they, they never argued though, but there was never arguments. It was passion. Okay. Never arguments. It was just, <laughs> passion <laughs> they were passionate about their discussions at a very exactly high level. and high level lots of hand gestures but it was never anger it was always passion <laughs> oh that's you know it's 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 it is so cool I, you know one of the things that i that i wanted to talk to you about was that uh we are all and in your book human i think you talk about it is that we're all judged by how we look and uh where, where, where we come from and uh, we are people have a tendency of uh, of dumping us into certain buckets. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you being a female, being Hispanic and Italian and which are and, and stuff that has had to be hard for you uh, growing up with with all of the uh, all of the hate, division and fear that's out there, I guess is the best way to put it. Was it hard for you growing up? Um, yes, I felt very silenced growing up. I felt, you know, and that's why when I mentioned at the beginning about, you know, I was inspired to write human when I heard my own voice, that was a lot of it, you know, growing up, I did feel very silenced. I felt that, um, not that, not that people didn't want me to speak, but there's that layer of, you know, this is how society works. This is where you fit. You have to say these things, right? Like this is the only way for you to belong here is if you behave and act and, and say these things. So, um, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely felt very, very silenced. And, and, you know, when you're silenced, sometimes you can't even hear your own voice for yourself. It makes it very difficult mm -hmm. uh, because you, you, and, and also if you don't break out of the listening to the stories that you're being told, and either, even if they're not stories that somebody tells you, like overtly says something, it's how they perceive you mm -hmm. and uh -huh. how you feel you're being perceived that can, that can end up being a story all unto itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, when I was writing Human, I, I sort of dabble into that, but in a way that's not so, um, uh, it's, 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 a little, it's like discreet. Um, you know, I get into that by highlighting the, my observations, you know, in the book that it's going through these certain experiences and interactions with people, but using these interactions to dive into how, how I felt or what the observations were and what the intentions were and really uh, evaluating and digging deep into that. So, yeah, but yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely.
you should have you thought about becoming like a psychologist or a life coach or <laughs> doing something like that do you think well, maybe uh, I've had a few people mention it to me. I, I found myself I found myself uh, in therapy once uh, because what happened to me when I was going through a lot of this process, you know, I had kind of gotten to the root of everything, but my emotions were very out of context. So I would be reacting to things. But, you know, it was it's like it's old emotions, if that makes sense, you know, like things that used to trigger you, right? They don't really trigger you anymore, but the emotion still comes up and it's kind of a panicking experience because you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is this anger? I can't attach it to anything, but it's still here. What do I do with it? So I was going through this period. So I went to uh, therapy and it was, she actually said the same thing to me. She's like, you know, yeah, like people with your type of insight, they would make great psychologists. And I was like, thank you. That's really, really validating. Yeah, well, be an author, be a psychologist. Why not? Be a psychologist yeah. an author. Well, you know, <laughs> that could work because, well, you know, and even if you were uh, a life coach and, and there are life coaches that, you know, you, you can go get a weekend uh, uh, um, seminar and then they give you a little thing that says you're a life coach. But there, there are people that have had to deal with life and learn from life mm-hmm. that can, that can really can help other people. Uh, get through it and and you've been you've been down that road a piece even though you're 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 a very young person uh you've been down that road a piece yeah absolutely i absolutely have um and you know i'm I'm really appreciative of your of your kind words you know but i think that for me my form of life coaching is is writing you know is writing books as i i write music all of those things that's my form of life coaching is giving back to people and and you know i think that it's crucial for everybody having some sort of uh, creative outlet so that you can be in touch with that true self. A lot of our creativity comes from this, um, the subconscious part of us, you know, we don't always think about things, especially when you're being creative, right? You don't have to think you can just flow and just be right. Um, so I encourage everybody, but I would say that that that's my form of life coaching is, is sharing that in, in my work, right? All of that goes into my work. Um, so yeah, exactly. And, uh, I find out new things about people when I get to meet them again all the time. You also are a musician and a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I've, I'm self-taught. I taught myself uh, over COVID. I was quite busy <laughs> and lots of extra time. So I uh, started teaching myself piano. Um, and that was also when I wrote Human. So, yeah, you know, it was this huge, all part of the self-exploration. It was all just pouring out of me in every way imaginable. So, yes, I do compose music as well. Yes. How did the book come to be? What what made you think about even writing it from from the standpoint? I mean, what what was your motivation? Um, I think at the time, you know, I was talking about earlier about hearing my own voice. And I think that's right. what this was. It was almost it was part of the processing of getting to the point of hearing my voice. Um, looking back, I can say that, right? But in that moment, I can't say that I was totally aware I could hear my voice. Um, but looking back, I'm realizing that was part of me just filtering out and going through my life and going through my experiences through these other observations that I was making at the time. Um, all those experiences and observations in the book and human, uh, they're true. You know, they were real. And it was those things that I've witnessed around me. For example, I think it's chapter two. I walk through, you know, I find there's looks like a potential incident of like domestic abuse. And there's, I genuinely witnessed that scene once and it did take me back to my own personal experiences. So all those instances are very real. And at the time that was me trying to 
you know, heal and go through some of my own experiences and really understand, okay, who am I? And in that, once you go through all that process, that's when you can hear your voice better, right? Because you go through all of that, you're sorting it out, and then you start to heal. And then you're like, oh, this is my true self. She's here underneath all of this other crap <laughs> that was just thrown at me that isn't actually me. But you know, she's there, I just had to find her. At one point in time, did it kind of piss you off that those stories were there and that you tended to believe them? When you when you got to the uh, bit yes. to the other side, it was like, "Damn, that was stupid." Yes, absolutely, and you know, but I think it's it's that just comes back to compassion, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I have moments where it's like Vanessa, 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 but. You know, it's just, it's kind of at the end of the day, it's compassion. It's like, you know what? That was all I knew about myself at the time. That was all my awareness was so little, like, you know, and, and when I, you know, you just look at all the factors and it's just like, you know what, Vanessa, you, you know, you were doing the best that you could. And I think that that is something that I consistently apply. I apply that every day, you know, it, it really keeps me from getting angry in general. It's just like, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. So is everybody else around me, everyone. We're all just doing the best that we can. And, you know, I think that just really helped me to just be able to be compassionate towards myself and not get so angry at myself because it's not fair. You know, it's not fair to be angry at yourself. Exactly. But we all do it. And, <laughs> we, and a lot of, a lot of times we do it and we don't even know that we're doing it. Um, so what was the steps that you went through? Because there had to be an awakening of some kind or another in you that said, all right, now I know your father passed away. And by the way, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> brain cancer is a horrible thing yeah. uh, to have to deal with. And, and I'm, I'm glad you got out of an abusive relationship um, and, and that you're standing stronger for that. But was that the motivation? Was that the time when you said, all right, we're going to take a time out here and we're going to reassess what the hell's going on. And then we're going to, was it an evolutionary thing? Because I, what I'm trying to do for, for my, the audience is to say, all right, if you're in that place and you don't know how to get out of that place because it keeps happening and, and, and you just think that that's who you are, you think that you're less than, you're not smart enough. She's beautiful. She's written a book. She's got all this stuff going for her. Now, Vanessa doesn't have any problems. She's just <laughs> perfect. Um, you know, how can you, how can you help somebody to make that, begin to make that transition? See, now you are going to be a therapist in a life. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just, being aware of how you feel about yourself. Um, and I would say that as much as I was always silenced or felt silenced, I still always understood this makes me uncomfortable. This hurts me. Um, you know, I, I still always had that dialogue with myself. Um, I would say it was definitely an, an evolution though. Um, definitely an evolution of just kind of having more and more of these thoughts. And then yes, like I, at the point when I lost my father, there was a lot of other stuff that had happened in my life too. Um, I'm also, I'm in the tech space. So I, I do lots of work with tech companies. Um, I'm the COO of Athlete Tech Group. And, you know, so, and at that time I was working with a bunch of other companies and, you know, there were some times where being in the startup space, uh, there was a period of time where I didn't, I didn't even have a home, you know, I was, I used to sleep in the back of a drugstore. It was 24 hours. 
and I used it was a 24 hour store. And anyways, that's another story. But, um, you know, and, but it's like all of those things, right? When all those things start compiling and all that was happening at the same time. And then when I lost my father, um, it was just, it was pure exhaustion because I had had all those things dealing at the same time. And I got to a point where I was just like, I cannot function. And I went to go visit a friend. I live in Toronto, Ontario. And then I went to go visit a friend in Calgary just to, you know, breathe. And I was there for a couple of weeks and said, you know what, there's no rush for me to get back. And I ended up staying there for about two years just, and I was just in silence. That's really all it was like, and it started out pure exhaustion. Um, but, you know, slowly as I kept giving myself that silence just to mourn and, and you know, heal from all of those different things and all those different experiences, um, that's then the evolution starts, right? Because it's, you're in silence, right? It was silent. It was, it was dark, yes, but, you know, silent. And you don't have all these other voices telling you who to be, how to act, this and this. You're responsible for this and that and nothing. It was literally just just me. And it was a lot, but I also knew I needed to go through that. So you are a COO of a company. If you don't know what that means, she's the chief operating officer of a, of a company. And that's, that's, that's pretty dang cool. <laughs> Thank you. It, it, it is pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, um, it's a very exciting company. We do a lot of work with um, prepping athletes for life after sports and, um, you know, when I talk a lot about voices not being heard, I mean, there's there's so much that we don't hear about the athlete space uh, that's very similar, right? We only see the pros who get the big million dollar contracts, but there is a whole population of athletes who don't even get that opportunity and especially young athletes um, and especially young women athletes, uh, they don't get those opportunities. And especially when you're young, they spend so much of their time and energy training. They don't have the opportunities that are available to most other students and most other people that have access to internships and part-time employment. So we do, we have a, we have a platform that uh, uh, gives them content on how to prep themselves for uh, life after sport. And we actually are currently running a program right now for BIPOC women athletes between the ages of 15 and 18. And we set them up with industry professional mentors um, as well. So it's, it's, it's really awesome. It's, 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 we really are doing amazing things. And I'm super proud to be part of it. You really are. That, <laughs> and I'll tell, I'll tell you, um, hindsight is always 2020. And since I'm a little older now, <laughs> I can look back. And, and, you know, it's, it's you're seasoned, it's, Kevin, you're seasoned. Uh, I, I'm pretty spicy seasoned. I, 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 can, I can raise somebody's blood pressure if they ate me. So, but anyway, I'm sorry. I, I digress. But but I did. I did want to say that um, what people don't get is that um, the journey an athlete goes through does not start when they are a pro, does not start in college. It starts when they're eight years old. Mm -hmm. When they're eight years old, they're the best on their team. They're on the all-star team. They're together with other all-stars. They're on their uh, get past Little League, and then they are on that all-star team. And then everybody wants their to them to be on their team, and then they get to call, high school, and then they're the best player on their high school team. Mm -hmm. And then they're the MVP of their high school team. Everybody loves them. They get all the dates they want. They they get the car that they want. Everything's cool. They go to college. They are the cream of the crop. They're in the top 100 athletes in the country and so forth. And they go through their four or five years of college, depending, and everybody 
bows down to them and they're really cool and all this kind of stuff. And then they go into the pros and a lot of times they're just, just short of being good enough. So it's it's that moment in time when they realize that they're not going to have a million dollar contract, that if they make it, they're going to be the 35th or the 50th person on the football team. And you're going to And don't get me wrong. They make a nice living for the short time that they're there. Mm -hmm. Like they they can make like in the NFL, I think the minimum is like 900,000 or something like that. But that only lasts a very short period of time. And they're still on a professional football team. It's still really cool. And then it ends. Knee gets blown out. Um, Something happens. And they got through college without having to study because they wanted, they were good and they wanted you on Mm -hmm. their team. So they, the professors looked the other way, the coach uh, looked the other way and they, and they wanted to keep you in school so that you could be a professional or so that you could be an athletic or an athlete on their team. So these guys are now, they're tw- all of 24, 25, 26 <laughs> years old. They've got a couple of bucks in the bank, but they've also got people that are ha- hanging on to them who didn't make it, who want to who want to feed off of them as well. And so suddenly that's when you guys come in, yeah. is when, when they are now in, in, in big time trouble because they're not, and a lot of them turn to drugs. A lot of them turn to uh, illegal activity to try and maintain their lifestyle and that kind of stuff. And that's why what you're the work you're doing is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, um, we try to even come in even earlier, right? Like, yes, absolutely. Um, that whole journey, uh, very accurate. And and it's it's really it's really upsetting, you know, to think that it's it's OK for us to treat you know, people that way that it's like, oh, you're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to make all these exceptions for you. Uh, But then when you're injured, we're not here for you. We're not going to support you. We're not going to give you medical care. We're not going to give you the psychological care, prep you for your life afterwards. It's just, you're just dropped. You're of no value to us anymore. And that's it. And that's really horrible. Um, But, you know, our goal is to get in earlier, right? We do have a very special interest in working with young athletes as well, because some of them, don't even get all the way up to the pro level, right? Some of them will maybe get to the college, maybe they'll get to, you know, even just high school, right? But at that point, even then, like if you're playing competitively in high school, it's still a lot of time and energy that you're dedicated to your sports. So we want to make sure we're supplementing that. Um, yeah. It's a great thing that they're doing because, yeah. you know, kids today, they need, and, and athletes are a special breed, but the way that we treat them, it's like a thoroughbred horse. Yes. Yeah. Once, once the horse cannot win a race yeah. anymore, they put it out to pat now and fortunately they get the stud maybe uh if they're good enough but a lot of them end up just sitting in a you know and then the kids yeah. do the same thing and we value it so much um i i think we have our values all screwed up but that's just me agreed uh agreed <laughs> yes it's it's yes it's quite unfortunate um that we we're just so I don't know. We just care so much more about being entertained than about what's actually uh, beneficial or valuable to society. Right. We prioritize kind of our own immediate, like I need to feel good. I need to feel happy. And that takes more of a priority over what's better for the long term. And if we shifted that focus, we could definitely see a much uh, different society, a much, you know, better, more fuller uh, type of society. I'm going to get on my soapbox again. I hope you don't mind. Sure. But I live in Seattle, Washington. 
<laughs> we have a football team called the Seattle Seahawks. They have a quarterback. His name is Russell Wilson. I'm not picking on Russell because it happens on every team. Uh, <laughs> he makes $36 million a year. $36 million in a year in a country. Now, you're in Canada. Thank you. Thank God for you. Uh, but uh, uh, $36 million in a year in a country where 16 million kids are going to go to bed hungry tonight. That is something is screwed up with our value system down here. Um, and it's, it's really sad. It's, it really is sad. And, 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 uh, is it that way in Canada? Is that the same or is it a little bit different? Um, no, it's pretty much the same, right? Um, it's just, that's just the structure of the economy at play at that point, right? It's the same people that own the majority of everything of teams of news outlets of everything, right? It's, it's just, it's unfortunately it's the way it is, you know, but, um, if I think it's not the way it could be exactly. and that's why people like you, it's important that you're out there uh, working on that. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is that this is just stupid. And we've got to, <laughs> we've got to, we've got to get away from, I mean, how many, how a guy who's got a billion dollars, how is he going to spend that? Um, he, he should be giving, you know, we should be making sure everybody's taken care of because we, the, you know, the, uh, what's that saying? Um, um, the water rises all boats um ra- rising water raises all boats something like that mm-hmm. right. profound like that that i just massacred um, <laughs> but it's like you know we, and we all and we all need to work together and 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 uh, that's why what you're doing but you're also doing more than just that too aren't you you're also an angel investor and you do a bunch of other stuff yeah. Yep. I'm. Uh, I've uh, made an angel investments uh, in the past. Yes. I'm not. I'm not currently looking for <laughs> any any deal flow. And just just putting that out there. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that fun? It's like, yeah, I've, I'm an angel investor, but no, I'm not now. <laughs> it's just like, have you have you ever noticed that when you have when it comes up and somebody says that yeah, Vanessa, she's an angel investor. Everybody's ears perk up suddenly. It's like, yeah. Oh? Money? I can get free yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, not, not right now, not in this moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it just comes down to you know, I, I do, and I like to support uh, companies that and technologies that really are making a difference. It's very, very important to me. Everything that I do is really focused on that. Again, you know, even going back to my book, Human, like it is as much as it was, and you know, I was inspired to write it because it was a point that I heard myself. But the key takeaway is actually about how, as a society we can connect to ourselves and then give that back to everybody else, right? Uh, that's the key takeaway of the book. You know, when we look at Athlete Tech Group, it's the same thing. It's how are we contributing and giving people voices who don't currently have them or are not allowed to have them because it doesn't benefit who's at the top or who's got the, who's who has money, right? Well, you know, it's, um, for some people on this planet, it's, and it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, uh, female advocate. Because like down here, um, I don't know if you know this, but because you were born after 1976 or so, <laughs> uh, but it, women were not allowed to have a checking account until 1976. Yeah. They didn't vote until the 20s, 1920s here. Um, it's it's crazy. Um, so we have literally thrown away some of the best minds uh, available to us because we haven't utilized all of our resources and, 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 and women are, you know, so it's, it, it's crazy to me. So I'm glad you're living like you, where you're living now, because living 40 yeah. years ago would have probably been real frustrating for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, you know, we've definitely made a lot of progress, but there's still at the end of the day, it's the fundamentals, right? When you're when you're taking away people's rights, you're basically telling them you're not human, right? You don't belong here, and and that's that's the problem, right? Um, that's why all these things are problematic, and we still have to deal with it. Um, you know, definitely much better, but and and a lot of it's just kind of embedded into the culture a little bit too, right? Like there, you know, it's just it's hidden there, and so sometimes it's very hard to find. And it's the same thing when we look at you know, when we deal with BIPOC communities, we talk about microaggressions and all those things, right? There are things that it's super hard to just, you know, pull out because they're just unfortunately embedded into the culture. And so, you know, it's, it's why, again, like really we talk about writing and I talk about my role in tech and really uh, amplifying voices. That's what we're doing is how do we bring awareness to these things and how do we make sure we keep giving opportunities and creating spaces for these voices to be heard? You mean that you would like to make the same as a man? Oh, come on. Don't be, you've got to be. You know, it's, it's like I, I actually had somebody say, well, you know, when the men have to be paid more because they're head of the household. It's like, no, but, but not anymore. It doesn't work like yeah. that anymore. And then, oh, but yeah. then women, they, 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 they might get pregnant and then they're going to have a kid and then they're going to want to get off at five o'clock and they're going to want to do all, you know, and it's like. And, you know, it's sorry to cut you off, but it is no, so, it is so like frustrating to hear that because when you think of our world, women, I mean, we are the ones who bring life into the planet, right? And then now, then we're being penalized for it in a in career profession. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really sad that, that, you know, again, like, we just keep devaluing women in such a way, right? That it's just like, yeah, you know, you bring life to this world, but, you know, but, you know, but, because we still need to make money and we still have, because our values are not aligned properly, we're not going to really acknowledge that. So yeah, nice try. <laughs> I think know. a lot of it's fear yeah, because yeah. They're, they're, they're working from a fear mentality of, of, well, if she has to take eight weeks off because she's having this child and stuff, and then she can't work 60 hours a week like she was working and, and stuff like that. So because that I'm going to have to hire another half a person because <laughs> she, you, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's 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 too bad, uh, but it's changing. But it's not changing fast enough. It needs to change today. And but when you get to be, you know, uh, a senior citizen like some of us, <laughs> I want the world to be completely different than it is today, in a good way. Yeah, I, I I hope so. And you know, that's the goal. That's why I do what I do. Right? I'm super. I'm I'm super intentional with everything that I take on. You know, yes, I I do a lot of stuff. And I'm a very busy human being, but I am super intentional with everything I take on. And I think I think that's another thing where we're talking about lack of values and or our values are not aligned. It's because we're not intentional as as humans, right? We just sort of I don't know, like everything just happens around us, and we just kind of go with it instead of actually taking a moment to go, okay, hold on a second. Do I actually want this for myself? Do I believe in this for myself? And, and I think if we had that inner dialogue, <laughs> again, you know, where would we be right? if we had that capacity to have that inner dialogue, if we weren't inundated with all these new messages and feeds from social media, if we didn't have the news telling us all these things, if we didn't have magazines telling us you need to look like this you know we could actually hear ourselves a little bit better and we can create the future we want for ourselves give that back to everyone else and that would hugely benefit our society as a whole i was uh, interviewing a gal by the name of maddie fogg the other day a, a couple of weeks back she's a model 
And um, she was telling me that the people that are in those magazines don't look like the people that are in those magazines. <laughs> I've heard. I, I have heard. I've had some suspicions as well. Uh, sometimes I look at some of these images and I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> if you can make that happen, uh, good for you. <laughs> well, and, and in, in her case, now she's slender, but in her case, it is pure genetics. Okay. She eats, she eats cheeseburgers. She eats whatever she wants. And then it's just it's just genetics. And But she says that there are the and I can't, I can't imagine having a career where you're having to do the things that uh, those girls are subjected to doing and guys too. I, you know, I was, I was asking her if there was a casting couch and it was interesting. I said, is there a casting couch modeling like there is in acting? And she said, yeah, there is, but it's, it's the guys that have to deal with it. When you think about it, most uh, fashion designers and, and, and makeup artists and stuff like that not to stereotype but a lot of them happen to be gay because uh, that's for whatever reason and uh and so the guys the male models are the ones who get who get accosted so it's 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 sick and it doesn't you have, don't, don't have to be a female it's just either way so we've we've just got a lot of work to do i'm so glad that you've written the book because you're gonna you're gonna help us you're gonna help us get through it um the name of the book again is human i love it it's just human just human one word what more do you need to describe who we are as people <laughs> that's that's it that's it and um, humans are a messy lot and so we, we it, it'd be great for us to to figure it out so that we can be less messy or embrace the messiness you know <laughs> it's okay to be messy right like it's that's normal right it's okay to be messy it's okay to you know be frustrated and, and have tough times and that's totally normal we all do right because we're emotional we have we have needs and and when they're not met when we're not when we don't hear ourselves right that's when things become a little messy so it's it's totally normal you have to take i would i would implore people to take your point of view as far as how you're intentional about everything that you do you rather than filling your day, day up with stuff and then being overly done and dramatic and tired and burned out you're intentional about what you do and i'm sure that you also get take a little bit of a break from when you feel like you need it because you need to have a little bit of balance yes absolutely a hundred percent yes yes but then that all comes from again being intentional right when when i find for myself when i'm super intentional in everything that i'm doing it actually allows me to maintain my energy a little bit better so that I'm not just like hopping from one thing to the next as I can stay present and kind of, you know, I take that extra second to say, okay, why am I doing this? What is this going to do for me? What's the end result here that I'm aiming for? And do you know what I mean? It just, that dialogue allows me to slow down a little bit so I don't have to jump to the next thing right away. I can just very peacefully transition or evolve into the next thing. <laughs> so Damn! I wish I could do that. That would be awesome. I tend, see, I tend to jump and uh, um, and just go go for it. But uh, but you, it's better to be intentional. My, as a matter of fact, I have a, a young lady that's working me with me. She's my executive producer, and I have got to be the most frustrating person around <laughs> to work with. <laughs> It's, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> because because I'm you know I'm I I'm I'm just I I was told one time by a guy he was my employer and I was his employee and he said you know you really need to work for yourself. 
why what does that mean it's like, it's, you are a shitty employee you, i imagine you, you're a good i'm good at self being self-employed but no to follow directions if you don't believe in it no nope, you're not you're not a good employee and it's like i'm not I, I if i don't believe in something i won't do it but that's the thing does that really make you a bad employee it makes you intentional it makes you like you know what i mean it's just it's a, again that's another story that's just someone else telling you what they need from you and that you're not allowed to be who you need to be for yourself but like but see for him it was a lot yeah. less convenient than if i would just shut up and do what i'm told <laughs> so, yeah of course so vanessa it's will you come back and talk to me some more absolutely i'm happy to Oh, awesome. Um, by the way, um, Vanessa, Ver can you pronounce your last name? Ferlano. 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 Gotta okay. use your hand or else it's not actually Italian. Ferlano. Yes, indeed. So so you're going to have some pasta for dinner? I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a stereotype. Or you're going to have a burrito. Or you're going to have a pasta burrito. No, I'm having some pizza tonight. Oh. <laughs> and that's true. I actually am having pizza. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to talk to you. Go. And how long has the book been out now, by the way? Uh, it's been out since July. I love last year. And how's it doing? It should be doing good. Yeah, it's uh, it's doing pretty well. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you know, it, doing what you do, being a, an artist and a and an author, is the same thing about doing what I'm doing. It is hard to get the word it's hard to get your word out there um to enough people um but uh you, you're going to you're going to be great do you have another book in you by the way i have a few more books in me yes they're uh, about three which are ready to go um i just haven't really figured out yeah, I'm in no rush, right? I'm like, I'm just going to take my time and enjoy this whole experience. And then I do have another one in me that I'd like to pull out a little more. But I think, you know, once I get the other stuff out of the way, it'll just sort of come out on its own. So I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm just waiting. Now, when you wrote Human, was it easy? Did you feel like it was kind of inspired? And when you sat down, the words just flowed? Um, yes, I did. I have a very distinct uh writing voice like you know when 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 you actually read the book you know it's a very distinct voice to it but even that is how it sounds in my head when I'm in that sort of creative space that is how my thoughts come out it just comes out in that very poetic type of manner so yeah it, it did it did flow and you know there are some things like any writer right there are some things that that you know you have to go back and do the editing and whatnot and originally it was actually a lot longer the book but I got to a point where when I knew what I when I knew what I wanted the results to be, when I knew that I wanted people to look at this and go, hmm, wow, I mean, what are some things in my life that I have to be addressing and how can I better give that back to the world? Um, that is when I was able to cut things out. And when I did, I actually put those into the other books that I mentioned earlier that I'd like to release. But yes, it was pretty easy. I, it was pretty free flowing for the most part. And what that means to me is that it, that's inspired. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes from someplace else. I'm, oh, I'm not going to say exactly where. <laughs> no, no, mine, mine was mine was definitely it was definitely inspired work, and I think that just when you go through that self exploration process, you know, you get to a point where you just like it's like you can't stop. Especially in the beginning, when all the revelations are coming to you, you can't stop. It just it literally like I can't like when I say it pours out of me that like I can't. Yes, it was just pouring out of me in every way imaginable. Well, and I thank you for writing it because somebody. Thank you. The reason that 
it's important is that somebody's going to pick that book up and they're going to read it and it's going to change their life. Well, thank you. I really hope so. That's that's so touching to hear. It really is. Um, I really hope that people do feel inspired and I hope that people will take that opportunity to just, hey, maybe I need to slow down and just look at me and listen to me for a while and just find my voice. Because, you know, when you find your voice, you're you're it's this whole different way of life. You know, you're suddenly again, you become intentional. You start seeing you for you. You start seeing everybody else for who they are and you start you living you live on that high vibrational energy right you, as you start living in that space of love and not fear and it's just a very enlightened way of living it it really is and you know what it's also more fun <laughs> way more fun yes yeah, so much more fun <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah because the, when you're dealing in negativity and fear and all of that, that that's that's just it's heavy yeah. your yes. your whole life becomes heavy and it becomes a big drama and all that kind of yucky stuff so get out of your own way and go get the book human and that will help you to uh, uh if you need an example there's a shining one right there her name is v vanessa a fair gone fair long vanessa her name is vanessa. <laughs> you you talk italian really good oh thanks <laughs> you're welcome it's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much. It was super nice to be actually, here. Actually, I shouldn't say it that way. I need to say it another way. Uh, it's very nice to interview you today, young man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super appreciative to be here. So if you will wait right there, I need to do this, and I'll be right back. By the way, before I go, get the book, Human, and it's at uh, Amazon. Uh, what's your website, by the way? Again? Uh, com. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and it's spelled just like it is right there in front of her, F E R L A I N O. Yes. So, so dot com. She's got all the information that you need there. It's really pretty. The uh, the cover. Who did the cover for you? Um, it was uh, just a someone a group that I had hired. They were a small little. They did lots of cover design, but the image is 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 actually it's me. I I you know hired a photographer. I stood in a. They did a really great job with a Photoshop. Um, I was literally standing in a swamp. If you check on my Instagram, I do have some of the behind the scenes. Literally, it was like a swamp. It was windy and. This is the time I was working out a lot, so my back muscle muscles look great. I can assure you, they do not look like that anymore. But that was that was then, and and but yes, so the the image like it is me. But uh, yes, I did have very experienced uh, Photoshop people who did who helped remove the swamp. <laughs> well, it's, I tell you, it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful cover of a beautiful book, and you're Thank a beautiful you. person. And I Thank wish you. you all the best for any in your. Everything that you do in life, I, I wish for it to be a success. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super grateful to hear that. That's so nice. Oh, you, you're so welcome, especially if you're an angel. And never mind. Forget, <laughs> forget I said it went down that road. So. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you wait right there. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other, because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.